Yo, what's up guys? Welcome to the Unbranded Podcast, a guide to personal branding for influencers and creatives. My name is Luis Sanchez. And I'm Christopher Danish. And today, we're talking about collaboration. Alright, so, kind of start off with this conversation here. Um, and hence, what, what do you think collaboration is in, in, in Instagram? Well, I think there's a few types of collaboration. One of them is between photographers and models. Two types of creatives, both coming together to create some art. Um, another type is between influencers and brands, not necessarily as focused on art, but more providing value for both people. Absolutely. So I think um, we can kind of fall down into the, like what is... What are really the values of collaboration and, and what are we gonna, I guess we're gonna call these the three rules of collaboration. So rule number one is exposure. So the collaboration that you're about to do has to provide um, exposure and either followers or connections in the right ways. And point number two would be? Would be money. So another way that collaborations can benefit is either benefit you with money or the other person with money, or um, both you guys with money. Perfect. And then number three would be art. So basically with this is maybe it's just something that you're going to finally be able to kind of be creatively challenged. So something that you can really create, something that you want to, or you and the model want to, but something that you're, you're full wholeheartedly into that project. Um, sometimes it's just something fun that you can do. So with these three rules of collaboration, um, you got to make sure that every collaboration that you do um, meets two of these three rules. Yeah, I would say two of the three, or there's kind of like a fourth sub rule. It's like it's a friend or it's someone you care about or something that is outside of these entirely. Mm-hmm. But as a rule, if it's someone, if you're DMing someone or someone's DMing you or an email, you want two of these boxes to be checked. Yeah, and even if you um, collaborate with a friend, there still has to be a sense of value in that yeah. as well. Um, because you can't really, you know, give free things to all of your friends always. Yeah. Um, and, and, and some of the facts of you supporting someone is either, you know, they, they pay you for your services or, or they really believe in your project. And the same, you know, vice versa, if you're shooting for them, you know, maybe they believe in your product as well. Yeah, well, especially if you're a full-time creative, money doesn't grow on trees and uh, no, this yeah. is how you make your money. So yeah. doing free stuff isn't always a viable option. So maybe you can also do something that starts off with, you know, at the beginning of the relationship um, or the collaboration, you do it for free with the true expectation that later on in the future, when that business that your friend has grows, he is going to provide you fair compensation for that project. Um, But don't essentially always get used to doing it for free. There is value in doing free work. There's huge value in doing that. Um, But you have to make sure that there's an expectation there like, hey, Later on in the future, you know, we do, we have this common understanding that you will pay me or compensate me for the work in an appropriate way. Yeah, exactly. If the, if the money box isn't getting checked, then you want that exposure in the art box. So you want to be, is your work reaching a broader audience? If they are paying you, are they taking you in the stuff? Are they promoting you? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the art, are you getting stuff that you can post and are you pushing yourself to be a better artist? Absolutely. And that really kind of falls into um, expectation. Yeah. So you, so you really have to set uh, a realistic and true expectation before the collaboration. Yeah, it's uh, super important. 
even if you don't do a release or a contract or something like that, um, just having like that email chain back and forth or text chain, or even if it's just in the DMs of, hey, this is what you're getting, this is what I'm getting, this is how I'm providing value. Yeah, so so in the photography world, you, you really do end up doing um, a lot of collaboration work. And you really have to set the expectation of what is the deliverable here and yeah. what is the timeliness of this project. So <clears throat> for me, collaboration work or what would be considered TFP work, trade for a portfolio, um, isn't in a sense a priority for me to edit first. Yeah, um, well, especially because you have a lot of commercial work going yeah. on as well. So yeah, being a full-time videographer and photographer, um, I do work a lot of commercial projects. And with those, those clients are my priority because those are paying clients. Yeah. So if I have collaboration work that needs to be edited, I'm definitely going to work on the paid work first. And then when I do have that time to work on the collaboration work, I will. So, you know, with pay work, I can finish in one to two weeks, three weeks. And maybe a collaboration project might, me, might take me one to two months. But I have to set that expectation with the person I'm collaborating with saying, hey, my normal turnaround time is this. But just understand that I am working commercial projects and it could take up to a few months to get you your work. And um, if they don't you know, expect that or agree with that, then that's not a collaboration that would provide value to me because... Um, I just, with the time and resources that I have, I need to allocate that appropriately to make sure that I can make a living and I can continue to be successful in my career path. Yeah, super important that those expectations are set before the shoot or even, it can even be after the shoot. A lot of times I'll shoot with someone and then like once we're wrapping up shooting, I'll say, okay, so here's the timeline of how long it's gonna, I'll get you and I'll get you a couple photos, previews, because this is what I do. I do previews within a day and then within two weeks, um, I get the others pictures done for a, for like a paid photo shoot. Mm -hmm. If it's a strict collaboration without any pay involved, it could take even longer. I have photos from a shoot I did a month ago that I just sent to the guy yesterday. Um, yeah. that, and it, but I was, I kept that line of communication open about, Hey, you know, I'm super behind on working on other projects and it takes time to get those done. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, just, that just has to be, you know, told and, and yeah. at some point, like, honestly, um, yeah, if you're a starting off photographer and, and your only work is collaboration work, you will get that faster. Um, and people have different editing process processes in place, so they might just take longer to edit and and just set that aside. And also set aside also what you're going to deliver. So for me, it's a, I'm going to deliver 25 to 30 pictures from each photo session that we do. Um, and sometimes I, I actually most of the time do more, but I also want to... Um, under promise and over deliver yeah so that way they're not expecting 50 pictures and getting 30 and being upset about it when 30 is a lot already um and so also with this you really have to um think about doing releases so releases kind of help control um who is who has the ownership to the pictures and also what you can do with those pictures and um it's really, really, really crucial to do this. And I know I know most of us and even me and Chris, yeah. like we're pretty lax on doing this yeah, because we, we know a lot of the people that we should. We don't do it as we should. Yeah. So we have we kind of go in it a little bit too confident because we know the people yeah. and we trust them and we don't really take it that seriously enough to do a release. But even with your closest friends and, 
and anybody that you're working with with any brands you got to make sure that you know who owns the content and what they can do with that so especially with brands that you're working with if you don't want them to put it on their social media but it's okay for the website you have to let them know that and you have to let them know that before the shoot yeah and that's that's part of setting expectations of who owns the photos uh where can they be used who needs to use them first i've had some brands that are like hey you can use the photos just let us post them first so they kind of premiere on our on our feed and our social media um but that has to be set before the shoot and before uh before you're posting them on your own feed perfect and there's actually a great resource for this um and you can always i mean there's apps for it the one i use is called releases um it's by 500 pixel or px um and it just makes it super easy you pretty much sign on your phone they sign on their phone on your phone as well and it documents it on your phone on your app and it's pretty much all set to go so you don't have to actually print out paper releases but you can just google stuff um, just find the right one that fits what you need um, and especially when you work with brands just have the releases ready so you can make sure your basically the backside of the project is handled yeah yeah super important to pay attention to that stuff beforehand and just make sure those expectations are set if it is something that is more of a professional capacity working with a brand definitely do releases maybe you don't need to do them if it's just with a friend or something like that but still recommend that you do them and then once you fall into the paid work of things um which is obviously what you would hope for with every project that you do um you need to start doing contracts and making sure yeah. that those contracts set in place again those expectations the timelines the deliverables and ownership to the pictures um, and especially if there's money paid, you know, when does that money need to be paid? Is there a deposit required? Is that deposit refundable? Um, is there any other clauses that need to be in place for this shoot? You need to make sure that all that is handled um, prior to the shoot because you don't want to have any confusion after the shoot saying, hey, I haven't been paid. It's been a month. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we're still waiting on this. And be like, no, I delivered everything. You should, I, I need yeah. to get paid. Um, so make sure that you do contracts. And again, there's online resources for this that help you do that. Um, basically, just do your research to make sure you have the right clauses in your contracts. So you're covered and they're covered and everybody's happy at the end of the day. Yeah, well, and also remember that a contract doesn't necessarily have to be in legal speak and super complicated and multi-page. It can simply be you listing what you're gonna deliver and what they're gonna pay you for that. Mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're a photographer or creative, um, and just part of setting expectation, they can just be a list of, I'm gonna give you this and this and this on this timeline, and you're gonna give me this and this and this. Yeah. And then you will sign it, and it's, at that point, it's legally binding. Perfect, yeah, and especially if you're, say like if you're an influencer trying to work with a brand, um, you gotta make sure that the contract is in place and that they're gonna pay you for the work that you're doing or or however it is that you're gonna do that 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 partnership or that collaboration, you gotta, you have to make sure that there's something on paper saying hey i'm doing this and you're gonna pay me once i'm doing it um and so we can kind of fall into the next subject of it as well is how do you find collaborations and yeah. what are the techniques that we use uh, to find the people that we want to collaborate with so i think the most primary way that people get a hold of us and and um, is really through instagram direct messaging yeah well we're both super active on instagram instagram photographers posting all the time uh and I at least have in my bio, DM me if you want to shoot. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, for me, it's a lot easier for yeah. to schedule a shoot if somebody DMs me versus emailing or, or giving me a phone yeah. call. Well, and a lot of people don't email that often. So for unless it's brand stuff, 
it's mostly DMs. And even even brands, I'll, I'll interact with them DMs. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really easy to reach out uh, to brands. Um, obviously, if they have, you know, 50, 100, a million followers, it's going to be a lot less likely that they're going to respond. Um, but if you are reaching out to, like, you know, a small to medium brand or influencer, DMs are definitely the way to go. And with that, you know, um, emails as, as well. Emails are a lot more professional. Just make sure your wording and everything is accurate and um, spell check everything. But just be as professional as you can in email if you're trying to, you know, work with a bigger brand and um, be specific with that email. You know, maybe have a generic template in there, but make sure that that email is not just some type of generic blast. You have specific points about the brand that you want to shoot with and what they're doing and what they're doing right and what you could provide as value to them yeah that's and why super they should, important they, they should work with you what you can provide them mm-hmm. uh and make that specific you know look at their stuff and say hey i'm a great photographer your photography don't necessarily need to say your photography needs work mm-hmm. but say hey i can create for you um, and i can create something super cool definitely and i think kind of one of this one of the kind of the templates that i use is hey so-and-so brand um i love the work you guys are doing and i love your product you know i use it on the regular you know maybe i drink your coffee you know every day basically um i love you guys' social media content um here's some of my work and here's some of the value that i can provide to you with the work that i do and you know these are the areas that i see as improvement to your brand that maybe we could work on and i'd love to maybe sit down with you and have a conversation about hey you know what what can we do to build your brand and build your engagement and build your following with the content that i'm going to shoot for you with the content that i'm going to shoot for you yeah exactly um so that kind of brings us to our next thing to our next thing is knowing your worth free work is super important but sometimes you get to a point that you don't only do free work and you need to get paid for your work yeah so say like right now um say a small brand small clothing brand you know that just made their instagram page they have 80 followers hits me up and says hey man we'd love to send you some shirts if you could shoot for us um for me i'm i'm very unlikely to to work with that brand for free because one it doesn't give me the exposure two it doesn't give me money and three it doesn't give me the creative challenge to actually be a project that i'm really excited about uh, for the most part, say like, you know, shooting clothing is pretty simple. Um, so then I would have that conversation with that person saying, hey, you know, I love to work with you. Um, unfortunately, I wouldn't be able to do trade for portfolio work here. Um, but here are some of my rates. You know, if you're interested in shooting with me, let me know. Um, and in that way, they have the expectation of, hey, okay, he's not, you know, available for free work because, you know, I understand that it doesn't have the value for him to do it with. Um, so you can't just kind of, get hooked on every offer that you get because yeah. that offer may may not do anything for you other than create more work or you know just create a challenge that you're not gonna yeah succeed but also in. if you are a smaller photographer that hasn't had that exposure mm-hmm. um it can be great that first brand that you work with to get that stuff you get you know you get the free clothes if it's stuff that you'd wear that's great yeah but you also then have uh have this portfolio of look what i did for this brand i did this set of photos yeah. for them and, and and for me like I've, I've already built a pretty solid yeah. uh and, and chris as well has built a pretty solid list of brands that we work with from pretty small to large businesses um so we don't need that portfolio work yeah. anymore in a sense of oh we need to prove our, our worth like our worth is pretty proven with what we've done and we continue to kind of improve on that with the projects that we work on but yeah if, if your work if your goal is to work with brands 
but you've never worked with a brand and you don't have anything in your portfolio from that, then maybe it is a good opportunity to kind of be like, hey, I love to work on this project. Let me be kind of creatively free with this. And I'd love to see it create some cool content for you. If, you know, maybe I can keep the shirts or something like that. So basically kind of the goals with it would be just kind of start making a list of brands that you want to work with. Um, from small to medium brands, small to large brands, um, or maybe if it's models that you want to work with, or if it's photographers that you want to work with, or maybe other people in your field, uh, just start making a list. And then with that list, start emailing and direct messaging people. And maybe you send a hundred emails and you get one response. Yeah, you know? and that's that's and totally okay. Fine. That's that's what we get when we uh, when Next. we email brands, and uh, because we're bigger and more established photographers we're shooting for bigger brands. So we still keep that same, uh, that same level of maybe we'll get one response. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the main thing is for us, like we want to experience growth in our careers as yeah. well. So we're not typically, uh, you know, emailing smaller brands that are just setting up. We, we typically email brands that are already established, that are growing, that we would love to be a part of and we would love to, you know, do that creatively. And if, if somebody says no, if a model brand photographer says no that's completely fine uh one of the main things is you can't take it personal and you have to be okay with rejection it's just part of the game again you'll send 100 emails and maybe you get that one response saying no okay cool move on and send another 100 emails and hopefully you'll get an, a good one in the next one but you also have to know you have to know your work is quality to the point that somebody will say yes you know if you're not working on your craft and you're not working on on what you're doing and you're you're, you're the quality of your product isn't excellent then just understand you have to work on that to make it better yeah and that's whether you're a photographer a model or a creative making sure that you're always progressing and working to get yourself to that level we have on our list uh, to make sure that you're working with people that are grinding um i think that's so important that you're working with other people that are on the come up let's just say you both have 500 followers but you're both people that are working um, and followers are important, um, don't get me wrong there, but you're both new people to the game that don't have a big following, don't have a huge portfolio, and that's a great collaboration to push both you guys further. Absolutely. And again, with, with that thing is, is you have to recognize the people that are actually working on their craft to be better at what they do. Um, you can't just work on somebody that, you know, maybe shoots every once in a while when they feel like it or somebody that, you know, prints clothing every once in a while and they're not consistent on their content. Um, you have to work with people that are growing their own craft so that way you make sure that when you work with them you're actually doing something to better your work and their work as well yeah exactly so yeah that basically wraps up this episode um so kind of go back to the rules of really collaboration is making sure that um if all those two of the three rules of collaboration which would be exposure money or art um, and that you also set the expectation before the collaboration, which would be doing releases, doing contracts, doing timelines, and also that you look at the types of collaboration. Um, and kind of just following that list again of finding collaboration. If you're going to make a list, um, emailing and direct messaging, you know, making sure that you can handle the rejection well and that you're open to ideas and, know, and that you really know your worth as well. Yeah, so that wraps it up for uh, this episode of the Unbranded Podcast. Join us back next week for another episode. Awesome. Thank you so much. See you guys later.